Wow. God is up to something good. He is here. There are three times in my life when I thought I was going to die. That's a nice cheery way to start the sermon. Good morning. Welcome to Crosspoint. We're glad you're here. We're going to talk about times when I thought I was dead. Um, once was on the Sisabu River in Nova Scotia, and we were uh, with some friends, and a couple of the friends, a couple of guys said, let's go swim across the river. And, uh, you know, and so being a young man and, and, you know, you can't wimp out, you've got to have some bravado and all that. And so into the river we go, and, and, and I, I, I swim like a rock, like I, I don't float. It's worked for me to swim. Uh, my brother used to swim across the St. John River for fun um, and could float all day. And I'm a, I'm a really good sinker. And uh, so we got across one way across the river, and the guys, you know, took a little breather, and then they jumped in, go back, and I'm thinking, oh, and there's no way, the only way back is to swim unless I say to somebody, go get a boat and come get me because I can't do this which I was too young and stupid to admit. And so back into the river I go, and about halfway across the, the Sisabu, I think, um, this is it. There's going to be a pastoral search committee, and it's going to be to find my body on the bottom of this river because I am not going to make it. And um, so anyhow, I'm out there thinking, yeah, this is, I'm going to drown. And uh, I stumbled upon a large rock in the middle of the river, where I, could, where I could rest, and that was one time. Um, another time, Jane Hoyt was with me, and, and we were a bunch of us in an SUV, and we were towing a, uh, a small utility trailer full of heavy ceramic tile, okay? And we're coming around this corner to enter a bridge, and there is a bus full of people passing another vehicle coming in our lane. Both lanes are filled on this bridge. And so it's either we, we careen off into the river, which I was thinking, okay, so the snakes and alligators are going to clean up my body in Mozambique, and that's not how I thought I was going to go. Or we hit this bus head on. Uh, those were our options. And um, people put their, their heads down between their knees, I heard men uh, shouting out prayers uh, to God. Um, and at that same time, back home in Fredericton, God woke up one of our Crosspoint ladies, Marilyn Stratton. And she got out of bed and got down on her hands and knees and prayed for uh, those of us who were in Mozambique. And the next thing we knew, we, when we opened our eyes, we were on the other side of the bridge. And we have no idea how we got there. Um, so that's twice when I thought I was a goner. And then the third time, uh, I just stopped breathing in Wellsford, um, for no good reason. And, um, it's, there's nothing, there's no good story. I just stopped breathing. <laughs> so three times when I thought, this is it, this is, this is where it all goes down. This is how it ends. Uh, Neither of those times how I thought it would end, um, but that's but but here I am, and um, God had other plans for for my life, and if you've ever survived a near death experience, um, like some of you in this room have beaten cancer, for instance, that would be a near death experience, 
or some other situation that you thought, you know, this, I'm not going to come out of this, but, but you're still here. If that's true, then you, you live with a sense of purpose. Like, I'm here for a reason. Like, I, I could have been gone, but I'm not gone, and I'm still here. And there's this awareness of how frail and how valuable life is. So we're in week three of our Colossians series, and in our text today, Paul, Paul references um, what it's like to be near death and to be, to be alive. And the word, there's a word that he uses that sums up God's, God's work um, in our life. We've, we've been referencing it all morning. It's been in the worship songs. It was in uh, what Ashley shared. And uh, there's this word that Paul uses in our text this morning that that references or, or sums up what God has been doing since our first sin in the Garden of Eden when we said, I, I think I'll go my own way, and until the, up until the cross and what God is doing in the lives of people around the world every day and what God um, is likely doing right here in this room this morning. And the word that Paul uses is rescue. The Greek translation of that word rescue is deliver or deliverer. And Paul wants the church, he sends this letter back to the church in Colossae and, and for us this morning. Paul wants the church to remember their rescue story. Remember your rescue story. Remember when you were dead in your sin and there was no hope. And God broke into your darkness. And maybe that'll be true this morning. And, and he broke your shackles and he broke your chains. And he snatched you from the very grip of hell. And he brought you into his marvelous light. See, I remember my rescue stories. One on the Sisabu River, one in Mozambique, one in Wellsford, New Brunswick of all places. I remember those rescue stories, but I also remember when I got down on my hands and knees and said, Jesus Christ, you are the king of heaven. You're the Lord of it all. And I, and I see that, and I want you to come into my life. Last week, we had spontaneous testimonies, which, <laughs> well, I've only, you know, my, my time on, in this church is, is, not my time on earth is, is nearing, but my time in this church, I don't know if I'll do that again. I, I shared with some friends that I, that I opened the, the room for testimonies, and they said, what? You did what? Um, but that was, God was doing something really cool. And that's continuing here this morning, and I appreciate Blair's heart on the, on the, on the keyboard this morning when she gets, she gets um, the Holy Spirit caught in her throat and, and can't can't sing because, because God is, is here and he's in the room and he's doing something, doing something very cool. Last week we had spontaneous testimonies and I wish we had time this morning to hear the rescue story of every person in this room. Where were you when you met Jesus? Now think about it now. Where were you when you met Jesus? What was going on in your life? How did you make that decision? Um, were, you, were you baptized? Where was that? In the Nash Walk? In February? Any hands? Jill, you want to go be baptized in the Nash Walk in February? We can do this. 
What are the times in your life when you needed God to rescue you? Wow. And to appreciate the full weight of Paul's words, we have to go back to another rescue story, uh, the Exodus. Because Paul is writing under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And Paul, when he uses this word rescue in the New Testament, he's not just uh, addressing a particular situation of a particular church in a particular time. I mean, there's more to it than that. Paul puts the Colossian story in God's story from the beginning. And, and he, he kind of weaves in their story, our story, with God's story, the full arc of God's providential plan to rescue us from our sin, from our darkness, and place us in the light of his glory and grace. So let's go back a little bit first. Exodus chapter 6, just to get the context of the rescue. Exodus chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. Then the Lord told Moses, now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let my people go. I didn't plan to pause there, but let's just pause there for a second. Pharaoh represents, what, Pharaoh represents sin. He represents the enemy. He represents uh, the things in our lives that we need to be set free from. And the powerful hand of God, I believe, is, is here right now in this room. And when Pharaoh sees what God is going to do, when the mighty hand of God uh, decides to move, and if God's hand moves in your life this morning, <laughs> Pharaoh, Pharaoh will have no choice. Pharaoh will be crushed and defeated, and you will walk out of here breathing the fresh air of freedom. Hallelujah. Um, when he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, <laughs> he'll force them to leave his land. And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. In other words, God's telling Moses, Moses, you're seeing me clearer than anyone has seen me before. They saw me that way, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I am Yahweh. And, and you can just kind of see Moses' eyes opening up even more, like, wow, feeling the full weight of this. And I reaffirmed my covenant with them, and under its terms, I promised to give them the land of Canaan, where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I've heard the groans of the people of Cross Point Church who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Therefore, say to the people, I am the Lord, and I will free you from your oppression and rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know. <laughs> And that we would leave here this morning and know, then you will know that I am the Lord your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am the Lord. There is no greater rescue story 
than your soul being saved from sin. That's the greatest rescue story. That's why I get so fired up about, about baptisms. And just every one, every one of those is a, is a rescue story. And uh, if God does something in your life here this morning in this room, it's a rescue story. And those are the greatest rescue stories of all. This is what we call um, salvation or to be born again. These churchy words, but, you know, crossing the line of faith. And, and this is what we mean by the being rescued by God. And you cannot get a, no one gets a pass on this, right? You're, you're not going to earn your way into heaven. You're not, you're not cute enough to get into, into heaven. Uh, you can't rescue yourself. You can't just be a, a good person or go to church or cheer for the Habs. There's got to be more than that. I thought I'd get something there. Like Moses and Israel, you have to come to a place where you see God as Yahweh. You have to come to a place where you see him as the one true God. And you see Pharaoh for who he is or for what it is. You, you see the Pharaohs in your life for what they are. And you want, come to a place where you want spiritual rescue more than anything else. And you receive Jesus Christ as your king and Moses goes to the people. He goes again. And he says to them, this is what the Lord says. This is what Yahweh says. And the, and the people don't listen. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I feel Moses' pain right there. I mean, if you think it's easy to get up here and preach, try it sometime. <laughs> and Moses gets up in front of the people. And he says, this is what the God says. And the people say, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, we, we have heard it all before, and we're not going anywhere, and I'm not doing anything, and I'm just going to sit right here on my blessed assurance. <laughs> and it was, it was just noise to them. Like, here comes Moses again, and he's got another word from God, and blah, 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 right? And friends... Whenever you get comfortable with your slavery, you're in a bad place, right? When you get comfortable, say, I don't know, I, I, yeah, so God has rescue for me, and God's got something better, and God wants freedom, and God wants me to go to Canaan, but I'm pretty comfy sitting right here in my, in my mess, or whatever that is, right? When you... When you, when you know that God has something better, but you're like, ah, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's, that's a bad place. You know, you could stop that bad habit, but you're not ready. Huh? You, um, you could find freedom from addiction, but not today. You're not, not yet. You could admit that you need Jesus. Not today. And Moses gets a clear image of God. God says, I'm Yahweh. Moses, like, open your eyes. This is who I am. He gets a clear image of God and God's power. He gets a clear message from God. He gets a vision for the future, and it is awesome. But he's, but he's nervous. Like, God, you're going to send me back to those people again? Sundays come around with amazing regularity. <laughs> God, I got to get on that ferry again. 
And I got to I go to go to Marysville. Okay, Sundays come around with amazing regularity, and um, and Moses is nervous and he lacks confidence. I, this is not in my notes, but I'm telling you, last Saturday, I did not want to preach. I didn't feel like preaching. I didn't like my sermon. I didn't like any sermon that I'd ever preached. I felt like a bad preacher, a bad minister. I couldn't understand why anybody would ever come to church, and I just didn't want to do it. And I get in here Sunday morning, and I started to hear the songs that the band was work, working on, and they were lining up perfect with my sermon. I said, uh-oh. So last Sunday was for me as much as it was for anyone. I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for a pity party. I'm just telling you, like, it's, it's, it's this idea of Moses saying, God, I don't want to go to the people. They don't like me. They don't listen to me. You know, I, I've tried this before. I'm not saying you don't like me. Some of you do. God, what was that? Oh, Joan. Oh, Joan. <laughs> I, Joan loves me and Claude likes me. I'll take, yeah, I'll take it. Um, God tells Moses to go, and he goes, and he pours his heart out to the people. Um, I, I, I say this with every ounce of love that I can say this with. Um, I want everyone in this room to hear this, and every person who's watching online this morning, I want you to hear this. You were created for exodus. You were created for rescue. You were meant to be rescued. You were born to be a royal, not to be a subject of some schmuck named Pharaoh. You were made for more. And the people of God, that's us, need to take their place as the children of God. And don't get so cozy with Pharaoh that you don't even see your need to be rescued. When the Holy Spirit shows up and says, let's, let's break free from that. Let's, I've got something better for your life. Let's not be so stuck and so comfy and so cozy with Pharaoh that we just, nah, we just shake it off. Maybe not today. Tell your Pharaoh that Yahweh is coming. <laughs> it's rescue day. All right, Colossians. Now we're ready for Colossians. Um, that, was just, that was just the introduction. Now we're going to start to preach. <laughs> verse 11. Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience that you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to you. Right? The inheritance that belongs to you, his people who live. Where do they live? They live in the light. For he has rescued, there's that word, he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Wow. Okay. Uh, one thing that I'm hoping for in heaven um, is that we get to see God's home movies. I'd like to watch some of God's home movies in heaven with popcorn <laughs> and butter. 
Lots and lots. Like, just keep pumping the butter. Just keep, right? Just keep pumping the, just keep pumping the butter. Um, I mean, creation would be a pretty good home movie. Imagine, imagine sitting down with a bag of popcorn and watching creation. That would be a cool one. Uh, parting the Red Sea, that would be pretty cool. Jesus walking on water. But the one I really want to see is from the burial of Jesus to the resurrection of Jesus. That's the one I really want to see. This is the, the exodus of all exoduses. It's not a real word, but that one. That from, from the burial of Christ until the resurrection, that is the exodus of all. History's greatest rescue story is between the cross and the resurrection. When Jesus, in there somewhere, I want to watch it on a whole movie, but in there somewhere, Jesus descends on our behalf and overcomes the power of death, hell, and the grave. And then he walks out of the tomb, holding the keys to life and light. <laughs> you are meant for exodus. You are meant for freedom. Paul's words here, are, they're not random and they take us back, or they should take us back to that, our decision when we turned our backs on God. And you've heard me preach this before. I mean, you were born into sin. You're born with a problem. I've got a granddaughter named Tilly. She's about three months old. And I, and I look at her as though she's perfect, but she's not perfect. And, and she will, she, there's something in her that will just, it, it's, 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 it's broken, we're, we're born separated from God. And um, Paul's words here are not random. They take us back to our decision where we turned our backs on God and they carry the weight of sin and it's our separation from God. When he speaks of rescue, uh, kingdom of darkness, transferred, the kingdom of his dear son, purchased our freedom, forgave our sins. These are words of the story, a story of our salvation, our redemption, God's story and your story. Never lose your wonder in the matchless grace of Jesus. Never lose your wonder in the matchless grace of Jesus. We were dead in our darkness and Jesus broke in on our behalf and he rescued us and he delivered us from our sin into freedom. Verse 11 and 12, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He's enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. And let's add Romans chapter 8, verse 11 to that. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. That, this, that verse just blows my mind every time I read it. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. He will give life Come on, some of you look like you're dead. He will give life to your mortal bodies. That word, 
The same power, that, that word power, the Greek word is dynamis. We pronounce it dynamis. If you look it up this afternoon, it's actually pronounced dunamis. I don't know why, it just is. But it's where we get our word for what? For dynamo, for dynamite, right? And the reason you don't feel strong enough is because you aren't strong enough. You are designed to have the power, the dynamite, the dynamis, the power of the Holy Spirit brought into your life to, co- to come into your life and to strengthen you with his supernatural power. Imagine if you had a front row seat to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You were there sitting in your lawn chair with a bag of popcorn and you're counting down 10, 9, 8, 7, 5, 4, 3, 6. I left out 6. Where's 6? 3, 2, 1. Where are we? And then boom, the stone rolls away. And Jesus Christ walks out of a dead man's grave. And God says to us this morning, that same power lives in each one of you. Paul didn't say it was that, that you get that you get a, a a smidgen or you get you know you get a little bit of it or you get something like it or sort of like it or the mini version, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Why would I not say to any Pharaoh in my life, Yahweh is coming and you are leaving. And today is a day of rescue and a day of freedom and the chains are going to fall and it's all going to be broken in Jesus' name today. Like, why would I allow the enemy to have any, any room in my life? The Colossians The Colossians needed power to, it's right there in verse 11. They needed power to endure and power for patience. How many of you need power for patience? Huh? And endurance, right? Endurance and patience, like sign me up for that, right? Well, okay, so there's, 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 power right here in this room this morning for endurance and patience. Power to endure the pressures that were coming against them. That's why Paul wrote the letter. And power to have patience with the people who they were loving. Remember last week? And, and, and Paul and Epaphras were applauding them for the way that they were loving others. Power for endurance uh, Power to endure the pressures that were coming against them. I can see you're all writing this down. Power to endure the pressures that were coming against them. And power to have patience with the people who they were loving. Endurance because life is hard. And patience because people are crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can I get an amen? There is power available for what you will face, and there is power available for who you will face. Come on, you need that power. Right? You know where you're headed this week. You know who you're going to face first thing tomorrow morning, right, or later today, and you need God's power to strengthen you. We can... <laughs> She's sitting right beside you, and she, and she heard that. 
Testimony time. <laughs> Last week it was Brad and Becky, and if you're watching online, you, you missed hearing Pierre saying, yes, I do. Um, we keep saying it in this series that Colossians is a letter of encouragement. And let this, this text, 11 to 14, let, let this pump your tires today. Come on now, be encouraged. Be encouraged today. We have so much power available to us in the name of Jesus. I, I think, I think there's, there's, there's just limitless amounts of power that we hardly tap into, or into as, as, as children of God. It's right there. It's available to us. And we just, well, I'll live with that. This is just the way life is. And some things are never going to change. And, you know, la, 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 la. Come on. There's power available to us today. All the promises of freedom are ours to embrace. It's, it's a story of Exodus that God does not want you in bondage. God, God you were born for freedom. Um, you know, that's why Jesus died on the cross, is to give us freedom. Why are we reluctant to stand in that power? Why are we reluctant to claim what is ours in Jesus? And here's this letter written from a first century prison cell by a man who has been beaten to near death multiple times for his faith in Jesus. And he writes this letter and says, oh, don't forget, be full of joy. Be full of joy. Oh, don't, don't be full of bitterness towards others, even the people who, who beat you because of your faith and try to kill you. Don't, don't, be, don't harbor, um, you know, bitterness and anger and all that other stuff. Just, just be full of joy. Yeah, I, I, I need that in February. I don't February very well. I, I really don't. And uh, I need to be reminded this morning to be full of joy. Always thanking God the Father. Don't go back to Egypt. You don't belong to Pharaoh. There is resurrection power available in the name of Jesus. Let's pray together. God, I thank you again this morning for what you are doing. You are stirring, stirring something new in our hearts. And my prayer before I get up here to preach was, God, just help me to stay out of your way. Um, help us to, to see you clearly like Moses did, that you are, you are Yahweh. You are the one true God. Um, help us to see the ways that we've gotten comfortable with Egypt and Pharaoh and um, things in our lives that, that, that you want to rescue us from. Um, help us to believe and, and to have the courage to, to say, Lord, would you come and break those chains and set me free? And I will, I will walk in freedom. I will follow you um, into the land that, that you have prepared for me. Um, help us not to live below or beneath uh, 
what's available for us in, in, in your name, the power that's available in your name. Um, Lord, I believe that there are, are some here this morning who need to take uh, their first step of, of faith in believing in you as their Lord and Savior. And uh, that, that today would be their day of rescue when they, they stopped running or hiding or ignoring or whatever else. They, they, today's the day when they said, Jesus, will you come into my life? I believe you are the son of God. I believe you died on a cross for my sin and that you rose again. I'm asking you to forgive any, whatever, anything I've ever done that has is, that is separated me from you. Wash me clean, come and power wash my soul. Give me a fresh start today. And from this day forward, I, I'm yours. I'm all in. I will live for you. I will follow you. You, you will be Lord of my life. Um, Lord, I pray that you'd be with anyone who's praying that prayer right now. And if you are praying that prayer, I want you to know that we don't, we don't wait until we have all the answers to pray that prayer because we'll never have all the answers. It's a step of faith, knowing that God is here and I don't, I don't know everything, but I, I have enough. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And then you walk with Christ and, and, and you grow and you learn as, as, as that relationship continues. I believe there are others here this morning who um, have issues of, of healing, um, illness, sickness. It might be in their life or on, in, on behalf of someone else. And... Um, there is rescue available today from that issue in the name of Jesus. And um, I just felt to pray that over this congregation and give people an opportunity to be healed, freed, um, rescued from something physical. And so God, in this moment, we, we turn those things over to you and we invite the, the dynamis, the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead to be real in our lives right now in this moment, that there would be healing in Jesus' name. And for others, I felt to pray a prayer of deliverance, that there have been uh, ways that we have allowed either consciously or subconsciously, but we've allowed the enemy to, to have space, territory in our lives that he does not own, he does not deserve. Um, and we need to come fully out of the darkness and fully into God's light and, and not have uh, areas of our lives where we just we're okay with it, that we would, we would feel the Holy Spirit of God pointing those things out, bringing those things to light and saying, I, I want 
to free you from that. I want to rescue you from that today. And that we would surrender those things, not begrudgingly, but with joy. <laughs> and we would run and dance into freedom, say, thank you, Lord, for, um, for, for showing me that. And yes, I, I don't want that in my life. I do want to be in freedom. So be with us now, Lord, as we continue to respond to you. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.